Scream. Hello everyone and welcome to Let's All Scream. My name is Saleh Elbrick. I'm Shahla Ali. And I'm Hassan Al-Marashi. And welcome to our latest episode. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Um, I feel like this week went by pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, nothing too eventful, but I don't know, it just felt like an okay week. Yeah, I feel like the same thing with me. Like, when I look back in the past week, I don't really notice anything, like nothing jumps out. out. Yeah. yeah. But it just went by quickly and... You know. Well, obviously now it lands on me, the star of the show. Let me tell you about my week. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> No, but I did end up doing two things that I um, I was I feel like I'm proud of, and I I never thought that this would be something uh, that stood out as an activity. But I went to a drive-through cinema, like a drive-in oh, yeah. cinema. How was that? It was Trader. pretty cool. I know. Um, I'll just side past that. Can we edit that out? <laughs> um, but basically, I was invited by a very good friend of mine, and they were like, "Oh, the you know, there's the drive-through cinema experience." And uh, I'm at the moment, I actually don't mind going to the cinema as is. Like, I don't mind actually going to a physical cinema. But I was like, "Let me take baby steps." Right. And you never know how long drive-through cinemas are going to be around for. Yeah. Um, because you know, until everything goes back to full normal, but. I said, I have to experience it. So that was pretty cool. Even when I told my mom that I was going to go to the uh, to a drive through cinema, she was telling me how it reminded her of being a kid because there used to be a drive through cinema here in Dubai okay. in oh, the really? 80s. Yeah, oh, and it closed down in the mid-80s or late 80s. And uh, she said, you know, how it was there and that there was like a, a microphone next to the car that you can, you know, speak to the... Um, to the attendee. attendee and that you know if you want to listen you have to put your windows down and that's how you listen to the um, the screen that, that's so cool yeah and now it's completely different because obviously um, we're like literally in the world 2.0 in the 21st century because yeah. as soon as we so I went to the one um, and uh, oh, that was on a rooftop of a parking lot. Mm. And so you'd go on the rooftop. And then for your car, it was so extra. There was like a red carpet oh, wow. for the car. And then they had these like all like, um, I don't know what they call them, like fairy lights. Okay. Um, but it was instead of like the mini lights, it was like bulbs. So like studio oh, okay. bulbs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it really made you feel like you're going into Hollywood, you know, right. the whole like theme. And then it was, I felt very comfortable because I was already in my car. And you're, uh, I think, only allowed two people per car, if not three. Uh, So you don't feel like claustrophobic or anything. And then obviously you go in, they give you the snacks, they scan your ticket, everything is very safe. And then you go, you park in your uh, zone. And then the the cool thing is, is how you listen to the movie is you have to switch on the FM Mm. station. So a radio station that's connected to the screen. And it was literally like a cinema experience. So, That's so and my cool. friend brought, you know, blankets yeah. and uh, extra extra snacks and stuff right. like that. Uh, but it was really cool. The only downside to the drive-through cinemas right now is that there's no new movies coming out. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. What's playing these days? So it's it's they're just rehashing um, movies what? that came out in the past year. Oh, okay. Um, so I rewatched a movie, uh, and um, I think. 
What I, did you watch? I think our, uh, our listeners would be curious. I watched The Spy Who Dumped Me with Mila Kunis. Okay, um, I haven't seen that one. It is hilarious. I would like honestly, if you guys, because it'll be perfect, because it's you know uh, two per two. car. Yeah, right. it's gonna be perfect or three per car. I don't mind coming again. Just like, <laughs> um, but uh, it was really cool because they give you enough snacks. They give you, and you're okay. so comfortable. No one bothers you. You're in your car. You have your air yeah. conditioning on. Yeah. The only thing is, of course, is. When I told a friend about it, they were just like, oh, so your car is switched on for two hours. I'm like, yeah. They're like, that's not good for the environment. <laughs> just like, <laughs> stop ruining my moment. <laughs> uh, but, um, but overall, it was cool. I just want to go back to when you said that you're, you're ready to go back into the cinema. My anxiety started creeping up and I was like, what? You're going to go back to the cinema? No. no, no. <laughs> but no, for like the only reason why I think I'm ready is because I going like, you know, going out, exposing yourself more yeah. to the outside world. You see how many restrictions and how many uh, safety regulations that people are taking. So even when I like for ex- another thing that I did this weekend was I went to a coffee shop for the first time. Like I actually went to sit yes. in one. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, unheard of. Um, so I when I had gone, it was so funny, by the way, you know, the the, the center um what, I don't, well, I don't know if they call them what centerpieces. I don't think they call them centerpieces if it's just coffee tables. But basically, the thing that they kept in the middle of the table, instead of being yeah. the regular yeah. flour or tissue box, it it's was little. Sanitizer. It was little detail sanitizers <laughs> everywhere. It was hilarious, uh, and it was like it just looked so normal. Yet, uh, like I just sat and I was like, when in the when did I ever think that coffee shops would have little detail sanitizers yeah. in the middle of yeah. each table? Uh, but that was also like when I had gone there and saw all the regulations that they were doing in order to keep everything clean and everyone was wearing masks. Everyone was abiding by the whole yeah. uh, rules. Um, that's what convinces me that I think going out not to crazy, like uh, not crazy crowded places, but going out again is somewhat normal and something yeah. that I'd be uh, okay yeah. with doing. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like I went to a doctor's appointment um, and I had to use an elevator. Of course, as I was pressing the button to the elevator, I'm like, uh-oh. And then I used hand, I had with me hand sanitizer and, like, of course, the whole, like, sterilizing and everything. Yeah. But um, but then once I got into the elevator, even inside the elevator, there is a, um, a hand sanitizer stuck on the wall. Yeah, and yeah. then when you get to the clinic there, and I'm like... Every step you go, there's a, a hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. That's the thing. Everything is so prepared now and everything is so extra careful that in my head, I'm like, if there was ever a time actually to go out and you worrying about would things that are now. clean would be now. But then it reminds or it, took, it made me think, stop and think about what were we doing before? So in the sense of before this whole thing happened, we weren't so obsessed with, with cleaning. cleaning. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, how dirty yeah. were things? You know, like <laughs> chairs. We think is like, I feel like we were so barbaric. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now, you know, so I think it's going to change the whole game from now on. Yeah. Like, I think everyone who is neglecting, you know, cleaning a table after each customer at a restaurant or, you know, uh, when you when when you go to a coffee shop and they give you a cup, everything that, you know, the whole cleaning process and sanitizing process is going to change from here on out. And something that um, obviously with my line of work that I, I, I read about um, when it comes to, say, tourism, something that I realized is this is, by the way, normal practice in the Far East. 
So mm. on the far east of the world, far east Asia, you know, Thailand, Singapore, and whatnot, yeah. um, I've just seen all these like documentations and news that for them, the whole sanitizing and wearing masks, etc., has been a norm for the past seven to eight years. Yeah. So. And I could be wrong if anyone wants to, like, you know, educate me on this, but this is what I read from the article. And so I think, like, how it changed their lives back then, and now it's something of the norm, it's going to change not just the Arab world, but like the entire Western world as well. Um, So is it a real bad thing to be more sanitized? I don't know. (laughs) I just feel like now, out of any time, while, you know, fear might still be there. Um, it's just I feel more safer because um, people are just being more conscious yeah. about sanitizing. See, the only thing that like uh, kind of worries me a bit about like the over sanitization is um, people's, especially children's immune systems, mm. not fully developing properly because yeah. I feel like they're not getting exposed to as many germs and stuff that they should get exposed to. Yeah. Uh, so that their immune system uh, gets stronger. Yeah, um, true. I didn't think of it. Yeah, because so, we had that discussion yeah. the other day, and we were like, you know what? As much sorry, Hassan, I cut you off. As much no, as okay. um, as as much as we've we've been healthy and we've been sanitizing and you know being cautious, I feel like there's going to be a wave of just low immunity now because we're not being exposed to as much germs yeah. as we were before. Yeah. Like right now, if you think about it, majority of the time. We're at home. Wherever we go out, we sanitize whatever we touch. Yeah. Or at least when we touch something, we sanitize our hands right away. And so you, I feel like there's going to be, like Hassan said, a dip in the uh, in uh, immunity. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to these things, you have to pick your battles. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> which which is Hassan's low-key hint for me to our, start the topic. Into, uh, um, topic. So the topic for this uh, episode, um, which I kind of, I think, resonated with all of us because it was the theme of all of our past weeks, which is picking your battles in yeah. all its sense. So in the sense in the, any, when you are faced with different problems um, in your yeah. personal life or in your work life, um, that you know, you sh- where do you exactly put your energy into, and if it's worth putting your energy into? So I wanted to open that f- that discussion for all of us, just because I think um, it's it's you have to be mindful of it, of it, but at the same time, where do you draw the line from? Yeah. No, this is worth the battle that I have to pick, yeah. and where w- what are the signals that you realize that actually? Let me just let it go. <laughs> and it's going to cause more harm than good yeah. by going for it. I think with me, how I decide how or what to pick um, or which battle to pick is um, is seeing the difference. Okay, like, first of all, is this going to make a difference in my future? Yeah. Is this going to affect um, the outcome of whatever the scenario is? Yeah. You know, like, let's say it can be an argument with any individual or discussion. It could be... Um, picking my battles with the baby and knowing yeah. which things to just stop her from and which is usually, is this going to harm her? Is this going to be dangerous? Or sometimes it's just her being adventurous and, yeah. you know, being curious. So, because um, there are times, and I'm pretty sure, like, the moms out there who are listening will know that, can really relate to this, is that the baby starts to be active and now she's starting to learn how to walk and so she's going to anything and grabbing everything. Yeah. And so... 
I'm like, okay, you know what? I have to pick my battles as to when do I jump in and I interact and I tell her, or interfere, sorry, and tell her, no, don't touch this or no, don't go here. Um, Like for today, for example, today in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. I was making breakfast and Hassan was still upstairs. And so... um, and so I was, uh, I was, I just couldn't, I put her down. And when I put her down, she was playing with the cupboards and she was trying to like play with the water bottles and um, the water cooler. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to let her because usually I don't, I don't want her like playing around in the kitchen right underneath my feet, especially yeah. when I'm working in the kitchen. But then this time I'm like, you know what, I'm just making a cheese sandwich. I'm just going to let her play because there's only so much I can I can stop her from. Yeah, that's good. it's good that you said that because also what people... So I, obviously we all know someone in our lives that, you know when you say they have an aggressive personality. Not to yeah. say that they're uh, a bad person but by nature, but they have an aggressive personality in the sense that they will never let anything go. go? Yeah. As in, you know, if they, if they see, uh, if they hear a topic that is being discussed, if they see something that is happening that is not aligned with their own kind of vision, you know, of, or, or what they think is right, yeah. you know, that they're always on attack mode. And, I always feel for those people. Sometimes when I look at that, I think to myself, it sh- it, it's so exhausting, I feel, to be constantly exactly. arguing on your points. And, you know, for some people, hey, mashallah, they have the energy to go through it. <laughs> yeah. but, for, but, but for me personally, when I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I don't. I very much notice that I do pick a lot of my battles. Yeah. Um, uh, and then sometimes what I like mm. to say is I like to go back to my council, which is Hassan and Shahla, <laughs> and discuss with them like a round table and be like, should I be, is this battle worth it? Or should or I should go I? ahead or should I not? And usually my council members uh, <laughs> and, uh, tell me, you know, what is what is the right and wrong thing to do? But I, yeah. just, I don't know when people have that mentality of always, you know, being aggressive and, and and fighting every battle and I just think how do they gain that energy back? Is it like a it is energizer draining. bunny or yeah. what is it? It's, it's so draining. Like the idea that someone like like you said being on at all times and and they never let any small thing go. Um, I feel like it's so draining. Yeah, yeah. I've dealt with people uh, like that to be honest, and you know especially when it comes. So there's a few things that usually it. Uh, it's the battles that we get is mm-hmm. number one. Um, I've gotten, you know, from, from, uh, extended family members, uh, lots of grief for, um, so me and my sisters are the primary caregivers for, uh, our father. Yeah. Uh, because he's elderly and he deals with a, a few things. Um, and you know, we've had it where relatives will come over and see that we're not home. Yeah. And my dad's, um, you know, alone between quotes, but he's yeah. not really because there's you a stay know, at home uh, nurse. There's uh, his 24 seven caregiver uh, who lives with us. There's the um, the um, nanny, the housekeeper. Uh, and we have a driver as well uh, who doesn't live in the house, but, you know, is there yeah. as well. So he's not alone yeah. by any means. And we had gone out uh, after my dad had fallen asleep. Mm. So it's not like he was awake and we had, you know, left him. Yeah. Which even if we did, he would be completely fine. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so I remember getting a phone call from a relative and getting screamed at and like all this like uh, abuse. And it just 
it was like really traumatizing. Yeah. Um, and at the time, uh, so this happened on multiple occasions yeah. actually. But the first time it happened, I chose to fight. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I I did it. On the contrary, I chose to kind of let it go. Okay. To um to uh cater to their uh their requests or like to humor them kind yeah. of. Uh, even though I knew uh, I was doing the best that I could taking yeah. care of my father, especially after my mom had passed away. Because mm. um, this was the same year. Mm. Uh, and so, and, you know, I told myself, you know, it's out of love for my father that they're, they're concerned and that yeah. they're worried. So I let it go and we mended uh, the f- fences and, uh, it, was and fine. it was fine. The next time it happened, I had kind of had enough Mm. and I said you know what if I don't stop this now it's gonna keep happening and I'm gonna keep getting this abuse yeah so I said you know what I'm not going to let you talk to me this way I'm not going to let you come once in a blue moon yeah you happen to see that my father is uh, that we're out yeah because it 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 really happened that uh, way we would rarely go out but the one time that we do they did yeah um, and, you know, I, I was like, it's enough. You can't just come for literally a few minutes, assume the worst and cause a whole uh, cause problems. Yeah. Like it's it's not good for my dad. And literally after that second incident, yeah. my dad had um, a, a um, cardiac arrest. Yeah. And then we were in the hospital for a while and he had to have like a, a pacemaker put in. Yeah. And it was like, so my dad, the, the way he reacts to things is he's very calm, yeah. but he has a delayed reaction. So yeah. it won't affect him at the time. Mm. It will affect yeah. him later. Mm. So I remember thinking like, um, first of all, I felt extremely resentful of, of the fact that it happened. But I f- also remember thinking that I'm so glad that I stood up. Yeah. And and since then, to be honest, the relationship has not been uh, been fixed with mm-hmm. with those people. Um, but I'm okay with it because yeah. we set our boundaries. Yeah, and that was really uh, important. So so in that sense, you as exhausting as it is, and I'm not a confrontational person. You yeah. guys know, but <laughs> when it comes when push comes to shove, you have to really um, find the courage to to stand your ground because it's worth it in the end. The other point I wanted to to bring in, sorry not to like hijack no, the, okay. uh, the conversation, yeah. <laughs> is when pe- when it comes to parenting, yeah. this drives me nuts. So this is controversial. People are going <laughs> to say whatever they want to say. If you do not have children, oh you cannot God. comment on parenting. Yeah, I know people want to help. I understand. <laughs> I know it comes out of love or out of like, oh, I heard this. Maybe you should try this. Maybe that's all fine. You can advise. Yeah. But when you force your opinion and when you judge and when you, you know, when you start saying, like, no, don't do this, yeah. no, yeah. do yeah. this, it's you, you really don't need to understand the damage that you're doing to, especially new parents yeah. and young parents because. As young new parents, we don't have the experience. We are tr- we're learning as we go. Not learning as we go. We, ha- of course, have researched as much as we can and uh, studied. But in a sense, yeah, we are learning as we go. Yeah. And we're doing what we think is best. Yeah. And based on the research that we have done and based on all the hundreds, and I literally mean hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands, of opinions we have, we yeah. have gotten. Um, 
So for someone with no children to, as much as you, you can love children, you can have nieces and nephews, you can have, you know, uh, you can have friends who have kids, does not mean you know what it uh, entails to be a parent. That's not a bad thing. That's just the the truth. So is that like where also you draw the line when it comes to like that Taking, is a battle you yes. would so, fight? So that, again, it depends. It really depends on the yeah. person. Yeah. If they do it once, I'll, like if a colleague will say uh, something, I'll, of course, I won't like start arguments with them. If it's like maybe a friend or a relative mm-hmm. and they like or, you know, someone from your family that keeps bringing it up, um, then maybe it's worth it. But you have to really assess, to be yeah. honest. Like, sometimes if uh, you feel the person cannot, will not handle the your That's, pushback yeah. and they'll take offense to it, then maybe sometimes it's worth letting it It's all about it reading the room. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And you have to see what fires are worth <laughs> putting out and what, you know, you yeah. can just let go. See, with me, I think under the same uh, subject, with me, it depends on, first of all, are you, like Hassan said, pushing your opinion down my throat so to say um if you are forcing me to like no you have to do this no like and again he said once twice three times that's where i'm gonna start pushing a line when i say no to something no that's it yeah you know i don't want I, i once read no is a complete sentence yeah and that really triggered me you know what it's like yes especially when it comes to my child who i'm her parent i know i i'm the one who spends the most time with her so i know her better than anyone else yeah when i tell you no this is not good for my child or no i don't want to do this that's it yeah but when you know there are some sometimes there's just people like Hassan said friends or colleagues that think they're just helping but you're like I really don't want your help (laughs) like I'm good and um and other times when it's just a suggestion or like oh I've read this is that true or have you tried that that I'll I'll welcome you know because it's just it's just conversation it's funny there's a few subjects that I feel that people always will have an opinion about parenting weight loss and um I don't know. I don't know what the third is, but, <laughs> but those are the two that's, that's come out. But it's it's true. Something that you both of you said that um, I guess kind of resonated with me was when I choose to pick battles or when I I receive battles and I have to pick whether to fight it or not. I think it depends on two things: mm. a who it's coming from, yeah, and uh, uh, secondly, who what does this person hold value to you yeah Yeah. so uh, there's a famous quote and i'm i don't know if i'm going to remember it word by word but you know when they say uh, uh, when you get uh, people you know when you get opinions from people who don't matter Mm. to you you shouldn't give you shouldn't mind them so basically in the if the head if someone you know and they're trying to give you an opinion but they have no value to you whatsoever yeah. it's a complete stranger then don't give value to that to opinion that. Yeah. so just like brush it off yeah. Yeah. so and 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 why i say this is it's because it's very if you're anything like me uh very uh, you know like an empath in a way that i uh, like a sponge take up emotions yeah um it takes a lot like Hassan said he's not confrontational which i know but i'm the same in the sense of i i i like to 
keep my emotions like to myself and then release them to them. <laughs> But I think we all are actually here. Yeah, we're not confrontational people no. at all. Um, f- so when I receive an opinion or when I receive a like, let's say a battle uh, in life and a life situation, the first thing I ask myself is, um, who is it coming from? So if it's coming from a friend, a friend, let's say it's a friend. Um, okay, fine. I should address. Uh, I should just look at it. Now, whether now when it comes to the decision of do I fight it or let it go, mm. is how, oh, like how do I value this friendship? Again, I'm I'm talking about if it's a it's a battle amongst a friend, not when it comes to a professional career yeah. or whatever or personal. So when I look at a friend, if the friend is coming to me and giving me a situation, I think to myself, okay, is this argument going to add value? Or is it? Go- or if I argue with it, is it gonna harm? Yeah. You know this relationship, and then is it something worth it? Yeah. As in, if this person, if if I feel like this friend is very dear to my heart, very close friend, and this is a rift or an argument or something that happened that is going to like is putting our friendship on the rocks, I think to myself, no, it's worth having this battle so that we can go over this situation together. Yeah. Rather than. Be passive aggressive about it and just keep my opinion to myself. However, if it's someone I feel that doesn't technically like, okay, they're a friend, but maybe an acquaintance doesn't yeah. hold that high ranking of a friendship, I think to myself, you know what? In my head, I'm like, just give them their opinion, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, if I do argue with it, um, it's not going to change my life, yeah. nor is going to change our friendship. And if unfortunately this. Whatever the situation is, has this acquaintance not being as close to me as they were before? Well, if you were an acquaintance, then <laughs> yeah. you know you're not really top close rank. Anyways, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like you always have to kind of. For me, I always uh, address like address these things whenever I get an issue or if I get a, a problem. I always think to myself, okay, where is it coming from, and how much do I value where it's coming from? And then I assess because if it's really worth it, then yes, I will uh, address it and put energy into it. But I'm always that person in the room where I will always be more about um, being non-confrontational until it's coming from someone I really care about or yeah. hold to a high standard and high degree. Then I feel like no, I'm, this person is worth the energy to argue this about. Yeah. In a way, I don't know if I'm making any sense yeah. about this, no. but that's how I kind of think about it. Okay, follow-up question though. Let's say there is this person who you hold dear to your heart, and you're gonna bring, and that's it. You have to bring it up, and you have to uh, confront them about this issue. Yeah. Um, what are the steps that you would take? Would you just directly go and talk to them, or? I'm always uh, a lot of iPhone notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so if if that were to happen to me, what I always do is when I address. So for example, say it's me and Hassan, right? Yeah. But if Hassan um, brings up an issue, what I would first do is I always try to, I always think when you're talking to someone that you care about and hold such a high you know standard for, you first have to do you have to relate. So mm-hmm. I always go into a person and I'll be like, listen. I heard you, so the, I'd reiterate what they had said. Then I'd reiterate what I understood from the situation. Mm. Like uh, this is what I've saw, yeah, and and heard. This is what I understood. Why I do this is because a I want them to know that I'm listening to them, that I paid attention to them, 
And B, I want them to see how I process the information yeah. because from that moment, they can come back and say, no, I didn't mean that, I meant this. And immediately that whole argument Changes could your, yeah. change the tone. Yeah. Um, but of course, we're not all living in an ideal world. And so some things, even through best friends and family members can can take days and months yeah. to get over, yeah. for example. Yeah. But I feel like communication is always key. When it's someone that I hold, like I give a lot of value to, they're the ones that are worth picking battles yes. for. You know how they have that, that saying, and uh, you know, um, if it's worth it, fight for it. Yeah. So that's what I always, when it comes to you know, uh, people I care about. But then if it's something that's not only people, but let's, let's move on to tasks. If it's a task I'm not so passionate about, why bother? Like yeah. why ruffle feathers mm. when it's something that, you know, you don't really care much about. But if it's something that, say, for example, you've been working on a paper or a study that took so long or it's a passion project of yours, if it's a blog, if it's a, a company, and then someone comes, like obviously if someone comes and tells me, you know, um, again, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm taking uh, the <laughs> mic space, but for no, example, like yesterday, I was out with a friend to the coffee shop I mentioned, mm-hmm. and he was giving me feedback about, uh, about our restaurant, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, oh, I went, and uh, I have this, 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 this complaint, you wow. know? Not just this, this. No, <laughs> this, 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 this. And, and he was, and then the thing is, um, if it, you know, and obviously, okay, yes, he 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 gave the good side, but yeah. he also gave you know the a, a lengthy notes of yeah. But how he did it was he was very like okay, so you see this, it shouldn't have happened this way, but I understood it. It shouldn't have happened this way, and this is how you can improve. So it was constructive criticism yeah. mm-hmm. instead of just pointing yeah. out flaws. Um, and this is why we're friends. But um, <laughs> but what I mean is, if that came from say someone I didn't know. Okay, and someone came and told me some rando said, "Oh, service was really bad and slow, slow." For example, yeah, mm. yeah, I'll take that feedback and I'll go to the team and I'll be like, "This is the feedback I got from a random person," you know. But yeah. I put it to like literally like a, you know like a grain a of grain. salt. But then when it comes from a close friend, I really then I go into it. So because it, you know they have. Um, your best interests yes. at heart. Yes, yeah. and yeah. it's not necessarily a battle, but it was a debate or it was a conversation, conversation worth putting energy into it. So I sat down and I asked him, okay, so can you tell me what do you mean by this and what do you mean by that and what do you wh- what yeah. would you do better? And he sat with me and gave me, and then I took all of that and I went back and I said, listen, this is someone from I really respect and someone I care about, so please keep extra attention to mm-hmm. what he has to say because he has our best interest and it's coming from a place of love. Yeah. So again, it could be a situation and it could be something that yeah. uh, 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 that holds like uh, value to you, so a passion project or a yeah. company or whatever, that yes, yeah. that's worth going into it for, but then again, um, not everything is. And I think that's the where it's tricky you have to kind of find the difference between the yeah two. and i think uh, like when it comes to uh, so for me when i need to confront a situation i'll definitely take time to think about it i'll t- think carefully about what i want to say and how i say it because mm. i think that's really important it's always it's never about what you're saying it's always how you say it yeah yeah you can have them you can be 100 percent correct in your point 
Uh, but if you say it in a way that's dismissive or rude or oh, yeah. aggressive, yeah. the person receiving it is never going to hear you. No. Yeah. They're, all, is, they're automatically going to put up a wall and, and that's switch it. off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I said the whole, like, that's when I explained how do I address, I yeah. always address by this is what I heard and this is what I understood. Yes. That's the way because as soon as you come off with your opinion in an aggressive yeah. tone, people, sh- like you said, Shahla, they yeah. shut down. And it's hard because, you know, sometimes things get heated. You're passionate about something or you're, like, really angry about what the person has said so but i still think it then if it's worth it it's never too late to go back and readdress it yeah mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily that it's just one conversation and that's it sometimes you have to have multiple conversations yeah. and if it's worth it then it's worth doing that something i do and i know Salah, i think um i told you about it and you did it i think a while ago it also is is um i write my notes um in my notes i would put down each point i wanted to make and yeah. i would I, I even take it a step further and I write it how I want to word it. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes like, you forget. Exactly. And as, for me especially, like when I am in a confrontational uh, atmosphere or if I'm just, you know, having that discussion, hmm. um, I do tend to forget or not just forget, just be, I guess, very emotional. Yeah. And I don't say what I wanted to say or like, you know, things get sidetracked. Yeah. So, what I like to do is I put down the main point. So even if it does, the conversation does get sidetracked, which has happened to me a lot. Um, it gets sidetracked to a different, you know, um, topic a different or, topic or, or a different direction. Or exactly the person like talking will take it in a different way. So they would sidetrack into a different subject. Yeah. I can easily just bring back and be like, okay. And bring them back to your exactly. agenda. <laughs> be like, okay, I know that. Yeah. But this is also what I wanted to say. I think that's so good because for people that are, you know, maybe non, maybe like us are non-confrontational. Yeah. That's a very good point because that helped me at least because whenever you... Um, address something with someone and you're you're a non-confrontational person so you're maybe nervous maybe <laughs> yeah. you know uh, a bit defensive maybe uh, you know you're you you anxious the the bullet point system or the note system yeah. really helps you kind of get your point across and lets you stay on the topic exactly. and lets the other person know that this is exactly what's on your mind without and, wasting time because yeah, it, it, if it takes longer it just Exactly. You know, gets more tiring and more energy spent, and then you get exhausted towards exactly, the end. Exactly, exactly. And like, like I said, like for me, with um, what I love about it is, or what I have even done is, in the beginning of the conversation, I will say, by the way, I have notes here. I'm not on my phone being rude. <laughs> I have my notes, and so Alha- I would just thank think, God, Alhamdulillah, I have never faced this with Shahla before, because <laughs> so, I'd be so nervous if she tells me I have notes. <laughs> by the way, I know it sounds very like. Um, like a, a very methodical method, 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 methodical. Yes. <laughs> I was like mythology. <laughs> Sorry, I had but, like <laughs> brain like. But um, but yeah, and I, I don't know. I like, I like my little system, and yeah. like you know, I know I go, I do notes a lot, and like sometimes Hassan. I think he'll just any book he or any notebook anyone would find around the house. He'll, they'll just random find notes. random notes <laughs> with random things. Like it could be notes about cooking, and then notes with a conversation, and then things to do, and then yeah. things for the baby. So it can it, it's it's funny, but I do love my lists yeah. and my uh, my points. Um, something I wanted to also bring up is um, the issue of okay, say for example, it's a very thin line between. Uh, picking a battle and saying I'm not going to fight this one and mm. festering that so yeah. for example say you know 
um, you're you, you're again a non-confrontational person, yeah. and you're like, oh no, this battle is not worth it. Oh no, this battle is not worth it. The thing is, it going back again. If it's a topic that you're passionate about, if it's about something you're passionate about, if it's a person you hold value and you care mm-hmm. about, and it comes from a person that you respect, etc. All of these things that are important. Um, if you don't get your opinion across, and if you don't at least kind of get that out, that the, the, your your you know whatever your thoughts are about that topic, you may result into a negative impact of festering that energy, and keeping it inside, yeah. res- and then building resentment yeah. over the years, yeah. which could potentially lead to a bigger blow up later. Yeah. So I. I definitely um, deal with this. Uh, yeah. What I do, and I did this. It's always, by the way, with non-confrontational people. Yeah. It's yeah, like we hold actually, it in. And yeah. Then, yeah, it's like no, no, this battle is not worth it. When actually it is. Yeah, with me, um, when I first got married, uh, I wouldn't tell Hassan anything, and like I was, I was homesick at certain points, especially yeah. the first few months. I was lonely. I felt like you know, because I did move here and I didn't have, I didn't know anyone, and yeah. so. I slowly yeah. got to meet people. Um, but as I was um, at the first few months, it was hard. And yeah, and I would literally just let the thi- let, um, let my issues build up and build up and mm-hmm. I would never bring it up. And then um, I remember one time um, we went to the grocery store and... Oh, it, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and we're just, we're at Spinney's yeah. and we're going through the vegetables and picking up, you know, groceries and all of a sudden my mom calls and I pick up the phone and I'm like, hi, mama. And then she's talking and I just start crying. Into tears. Those poor carrots. <laughs> what did they ever do to it you? It was actually tomatoes. I still remember. <gasps> and then I remember Hassan was ahead of me and I was pushing the cart and he looks back and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, and he, all he sees, and, yeah, is her on the phone and crying, and she like she couldn't even speak. So I, I was like, okay, just leave the cart and yeah. let's go back to the car. And, yeah. And I remember we we went back to the car and I just started crying. I closed the phone with my mom and I'm like, I, I think she just started started thinking like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Um. And then my dad called and I I looked at the phone. And I'm like, I'm not gonna pick up. I'm not gonna pick up. Yeah. And then um, I remember screaming, Hasn't you pick up? No, you pick up. <laughs> And I just couldn't speak to him. Um, and then after that, he started telling me, look, you have to talk to me. Like, yeah. if things are happening, if like, you have to let out whatever's going on in your head and just talk to someone. Yeah. Um, and slowly, I started to learn not to let things build up. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it definitely, I definitely do that. And to this day, I still do it. But then I try to... Whenever it gets to a level that I can't, yeah. I let I let it go. That's the thing. You don't. I mean, maybe calling it or phrasing them as battles may have a, like a negative connotation to it. So it might not be a battle per se, mm. but in your head, exactly. it was something that could have resulted in a maybe you know at that time maybe an argument, maybe neg- a negative feelings yeah. or exactly. you know. Some, so it it was actually addressing again not perhaps a battle, but it was addressing something that was festering that you could have let's say maybe a conflict or an avoidable conflict yeah. but then you and what you ended up doing was kind of just bursting 
out exactly. in the, yeah. you know, and in I, the I, supermarket. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, I need to get her into the car. People are going to think I'm like some horrible husband, some abuser. I mean, or funny, funny fact, after I calmed down, we went back and continued grocery uh, shopping and the cart was still there with yeah. the ingredients. Oh, which is like a bonus. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I was thinking like, good thing you addressed that because I think a listener would be like, whatever happened to the <laughs> cart? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a great example. And I think yeah. it's, it's always good to have that communication especially i guess you know when between you guys you're married so i think whenever you have like a bond or a relationship even with best friends or siblings or even parents yeah. and their kids there always has to be this open line of communication because i think there is no such thing as like you sh- when it comes to personal um matters i think it's always good to I don't think the question should be whether this battle is worth fighting or not. It's always worth fighting because if yeah. you think about it, say even if you're, you know, sibling or someone has a uh, points out something that you know um, might not matter much to them, but it matters to you, um, that will end up festering inside, and then, like Hassan said, you'll end up having this like um, resentment towards this person, yeah. or you might address and be like, oh, so you know, my sibling, for example, thinks this certain way. I'm not okay with that, but you know what? It's their life. It doesn't matter. But you'll actually carry that with you through your whole yeah. life. And you'll always be yeah. like, oh, they think this certain way. Instead of just addressing and maybe meeting in the middle or looking at how, where they're coming from, understanding that and not letting it, uh, you know, build that energy inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like we could go on and on about this topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think maybe we'll wrap up. But uh, on that note, I feel like we could go on and on about most of the things that we talk about <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's always hard to you know we to stop. Uh, to stop because we try our best to you know have it like an easy flowing episode yeah. and we, we want to also try and cover like m- all angles but it's it's really hard in just like 40 odd minutes to to do that exactly so if uh, you guys if our listeners uh, want us to revisit any of the topics we've talked about please uh, do reach out to us and let us know um, there's a few ways you can reach out to us as always you can either follow us on uh, our Instagram and Facebook at Let's All Scream or email us on letsallscream.podcast at gmail.com yeah and um, like Hassan said if it's not revisiting a topic if you guys want us to bring up new topics that we haven't already discussed then yeah. again just let us know we always post weekly questions on our stories about you guys where you can suggest topics as well yeah. but we're having a blast I can't believe that we're um, almost at 20 episodes almost at 20 yeah. episodes that's insane that's yeah. uh, what five months worth of doing this oh, I can't uh, believe it is that five months yeah oh. we you know consistency guys <laughs> um, but uh, th- th- someone actually this is a maybe completely sidetracking question but someone asked me and they were like the other day um, do you guys ever plan of what happens if one of you guys are going to go on vacation in my head, I was like, oh, no, we can't ever. <laughs> like, we'll just, like, wherever we go now, we have to travel we together. Just, yeah, we we just can't. travel together. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. And we can't wait to connect with you next week. Thank Thanks, you, guys. guys. Bye.